0: Podcast land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I am joined by the Maestro. I shall count to three. Fall is not counted
1: unless it's proceeding to three.
0: <laughs> uh, cowboy? Hey, that's me. All right. I'm here
2: as cowboy.
0: And we also have Annie here as well. Look at you. Hello. And he was on for a good five minutes during the last episode when uh, <laughs> we, we were trying to record Mowgli. Realized that Matio had watched the wrong version. Uh, it was interesting. So I'm giving you another chance. She's back.
3: <laughs> You're too kind.
0: So this week, Emmy winner Bob Odenkirk is starring as Hutch Mansell, an underestimated and overlooked dad and husband, taking life's indignities on the chin and never pushing back. A nobody. An incident strikes, uh, what? Oh, an incident strikes a match to his long simmering rage, triggering dormant instincts and propelling him into a brutal path that will surface dark secrets and lethal skills that ensure that he will never be underestimated as a nobody again. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going to look forward to watching that. So, in that frame of mind, I picked another movie where there's a guy and he's trying to kind of win back his family type of thing. So, I chose. From 2014, Three Days to Kill. It's a loose comparison, but it's uh, in the same ballpark, I think. A guy trying to do right by his family in the last.
3: So the summary you just read was not the movie we just watched. Right? No. Because I was no. like, shit, I definitely watched the wrong movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's
0: because of this movie being released this week that gotcha. I chose this movie, Three Days to Kill. I probably could have explained that a lot better. But let's just move on. <laughs> this was directed by McGee, I believe is how you pronounce this guy's name. It stars Kevin Costner, Amber Heard, Haley Steinfeld, Connie Nielsen, and Thomas Le Marquis. Here's a synopsis of the film, then we'll get into it. A dying CIA agent trying to reconnect with his estranged daughter is offered an experimental drug that could save his life in exchange for one last assignment. All right, let's go around the room. Have you seen this before, Annie? No. Have you heard of this before? No. Do you know who Kevin Costner is?
3: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know him by name, but I recognized his face. All
0: right. It's fun because Andy knows faces but doesn't know anybody's names. Uh,
3: I also know a lot of names, but I, I can't associate okay. them the names with anything.
0: All right. Maestro, have you seen this before?
1: I have never seen this movie before. And I'm glad that I haven't.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Cowboy? Uh, no, I have not seen it before. Haven't even heard of it, but uh, it was interesting.
0: I I never seen or heard of this before either. I just I just typed in what movies are like nobody that's coming out, and it popped up like, "Hey, Kevin Costner, haven't done a movie of of his in a while." So, walking out of the theater, first thoughts. What do? What's the first thing you want to uh, mention?
2: Good Lord, Amber Heard. (laughs) Which one?
0: Amber Heard is
2: oh uh, the Viva, yeah, Vivi, Vivi, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my. I, I, I I'm not sure if I've seen this person before.
1: Yes, you have. Is that right? She's Johnny Depp's ex-wife, dude.
3: She has a Scarlett Johansson type vibe to her.
0: Oh, what? I didn't know that was Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Like the recent well,
1: one? Oh, she is. The new one. Wow. The new ex-wife.
0: What a coincidence then. That's also why I chose this movie because she's in the news. Lies. <laughs> 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 oh she's the one. that Amber Heard is the one that was um, –
1: in uh, Aquaman, the movie, she's also the one that got booted from the movie to say the sequel because of what's going on in the with the with the lawsuit right now.
0: Wow, interesting. All mm-hmm. All right. What what is her role in this? Is she is in she, this one? Yeah. Does she, she work for the CIA or is she?
3: She was the one running the whole operation that they. Where he failed to get the albino. Yeah, no, but she like was, her position. It, she reports to the director of the CIA, I believe.
0: Okay. That's what she said. So basically,
1: you know how like in different groups of the CIA, you have different like organizations like like White Collar has and stuff like that and crime and crime syndicate whatever else have you? Yeah, yeah. This one in the CIA, she is like a higher up than the person that he was in charge of beforehand before he got let go. Okay. And basically she was the one in charge of the whole operation and then some. And his group came in and bungled it up and botched the whole thing. Because it seemed like she doesn't so do anything.
3: That was kind of where I was confused. With. So she's the chick that was wearing the very plain looking suit yeah. and talking to them in the very beginning, right? Yes. And so she was then filled in on what the actual operation was and then was told to get the wolf. But then when she's talking to Kevin Costner, she's like, I was running the whole operation. And I was confused because I was like waiting for that chick in the beginning to come back into play because she looked so drastically different. But also, if you're running the whole operation, then why'd you need to be filled in on what the operation was since it was already underway? Oh, it's because she
1: wasn't in the, he wasn't in the, she wasn't in the, this specific operation. She was in the operation to catch the wolf. Um, he, The other group uh, was in charge of stopping a
0: bomb.
3: Or stopping the sale. The other group's goal or mission was to get the albino but they, and stop but, the
0: sale. But they didn't know that it was a bomb. Until, yes, until they it didn't it know it was scanned. a
1: bomb. The point was that they get the albino, not the wolf. And her job was to get the wolf, not the albino.
0: Okay. It just seemed like she didn't do much except for just kind of stand in the shadows and point her finger. Go. Kill that person.
3: Well, she was told to get... The wolf, and she did.
0: And watched strippers.
3: She was. It was a training <laughs> <laughs> session, Adam. Not strippers.
0: It was Not strippers. A, dancers?
3: No, they were professionals that are supposed to be undercover.
0: Oh, is that dancers.
3: right? Yeah, she, she said that I'm in the middle of a training session.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't take it that way.
3: It's like um, that movie with the chick from Hunger Games, except this is American version instead of the Russian version.
0: Oh. Or like in John Wick with the ballet. Oh, now I don't know if you uh, caught this, Annie, and I don't know how much you guys watch New Girl, but one of the higher ups in the CIA at the very beginning, that was basically filling her in on what you have to do, that was the guy that played older Nick in the episode where.
3: <laughs> I did not catch that. <laughs> where
0: the guy pretends that he's Nick yourself yeah. coming from the future, but he's just a homeless guy.
3: He's just a crazy person. I was, I, was like, I was like, hey,
0: what? That was fun. That was a fun little thing for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so at, at the very beginning, we were kind of tossed into this whole thing where uh, Kevin Costner is a badass CIA agent. And we come into a room where there's a bunch of bodies over the floor. And he's just kind of – he's the one that just killed them all. And he's coughing into a rag. It seemed, he seems sickly. Uh, uh, you, I, I would assume he has to be very, very good to be able to pull that off in the state that he's in.
3: But it seems like well, he not necess- has a really bad cold, is what it comes across as, in my opinion.
0: the The way
1: he the way he was like killing people and stuff like that, even in the other movie, he he does cough at the end of what he's doing, but he doesn't exude that much like strain. And I think the blood itself is just from what's already in his lungs to begin with, and
0: it's just being pushed to the top. Uh. I don't know. It, it, be it, fun. He doesn't seem like he's spry enough to be doing the stuff that he's doing.
1: No, he's very slow. Yeah, yeah. It kind of. I mean, you, you see him throw like a punch or an attack or anything like that. And you're like, I see it coming a mile away. Yet I still take it. I don't know, man. Do
0: I really have to be paid <laughs> to
1: do this? Uh. Oh, there he goes. Here he comes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminds me a lot of uh, Indiana Jones and the, the Crystal Skull. Every time, <laughs> every time you see Harrison Ford throw a punch or something, it looks like it's in slow motion, and like, oh mm-hmm. wow, you're too old for this, man. <laughs> you can't be doing these action scenes.
1: But uh, the okay, I was really well. Did we get through? Oh,
0: whose turn is it to talk about the movie? Whoever, go for it. You got something to say.
1: Yeah, I do have it. something to say. Why is it during the whole movie, every time he takes this experimental drug, that every time when the when everything climaxes to him, finally getting what he needs to do, he has to pass out? I mean, it happened like three times, four times in a row.
0: Yeah, always at that specific moment. It's because of his heart rate. I
3: was going to say heart rate. It is
1: because of his heart rate. So you get excited and... oh, Well, the whoa, first that's...
0: time was not because of his heart rate.
3: No, it was. No, the, the, oh. at the
0: very beginning of the movie when he, he goes to get the albino and he kind of just falls over.
3: Yeah, but we don't oh. see him like getting that dizzy or mm-hmm. not being able to see type thing. He's just like passed, passed out.
1: Because like, at the beginning – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Annie. No, that was it. Okay. So I was, what I was saying is at the beginning, he wasn't take the experimental drug before. Right. at the be, So basically that's just him and his – um, I don't even remember the, the illness or the, the disease he's had. All I know is that the cancer from his brain stem went to his lungs and he's got three weeks to live or three year, months to live tops.
0: Yeah.
3: I think it was brain cancer that moved yeah. to the lungs. Yeah. No, yeah. So you didn't. The joke was that you did know because yeah. <laughs> you literally told us exactly what it was.
1: Continue. Hold on, on Mishra. Sure. Well, they had they had a
3: specific name.
1: I just don't remember the specific oh, yeah, I don't name.
0: Know it is. doesn't matter.
1: I know they said something,
0: but I don't remember what it was.
1: Anyways, um, he was called traveling yeah, so cancer.
0: That's what they called it.
1: What? Tropic Thunder? Traveling Cancer. <laughs>
3: Tropic <Traveling> oh. Thunder. <laughs> okay.
1: So um, the 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 character he 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 passes out. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's because of the because of the disease. And then he gets this experimental drug that now affects it with his heart rate. And the only one the other way to take it off is to drink vodka. I'm like, hmm, it's weird. Or
3: meditate. But he doesn't do that.
1: Mm.
3: But that I would mean, help with heart rate.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, that just means that he's he's pre- perpetually drunk
0: and he'll be fine. Right. No, I mean, that's yeah. how I get
1: to where it is.
3: I mean, he's been doing this for 35 years. At that point, you could probably be drunk and it's just muscle memory. You know,
2: I mean, that scene where he found the vodka, he drank three quarters of a <laughs> bottle of vodka. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you see, when he got the bottle of vodka, it was almost full. And when his wife comes out and looks around, he goes, "Uh, I had a hard time finding the vodka. You look at the vodka and there's only like a quarter of it left.
0: Oh, wow.
3: I caught that too. And I was like, damn, son, slow it down. You got to calm down somehow. But also, I mean, if you're going to die anyway, you don't really need to worry about your liver. I mean, your brain and your lungs are already going.
1: Yeah. I mean, like with the liver, you can still live off of like maybe one, was it one fifth? Of it still working?
0: The rest of it like not working? Yeah, that's actually where I it got his name from, liver, because you can live long with it. Or
3: you need it to live. <laughs> nah,
0: it's fine. Wow. Uh, <laughs> did it bother anybody else that he, this chick, this random chick uh, comes up to, her, to to him and like, hey, get in the car. Okay, uh, I got this drug. It'll help. What? Really? Okay. Put it on my arm. Thanks. Uh, how about some research, some documents saying this is an actual real drug?
3: He said, I want to see the studies. And then she pulls out that giant stack of papers. Here, read it. And so then he does after she gives it to him. But I mean, what has he got to lose? He's literally going to die anyway.
0: He could be dead right then. Then he, the but whole thing about going to him. spend time with his family is over.
3: But she needs him to get this job done. So
0: but he doesn't know her,
3: he knows the CIA. He's so working for 35 years, oh. and then he got a watch. I love the yeah. way he was fired or the way he was let go. He's literally laying in a hospital bed after having completed a super dangerous mission, and they come in since you're no longer viable. We thank you for your service. We thank you for your 35 years of service. Here's a watch. Seriously. I, mean, I was like, dude. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, seriously. Does that guy ever watch Speed? Does he know what happens when you do something like that?
0: <laughs> use the watch as a to detonate stuff. That's how you're supposed to use it. Yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. That's what it was. Uh, Speed, by the way, is in the uh, spoilers archives. You want to go back and check out our review of Speed back in the day. Uh, but this. i I didn't like how the drug was just kind of here you go now it's in you ah here's another one okay she doesn't seem like a medical professional uh in any way shape or form uh this if this is going to save his life i feel like there should be some some sort of hospital environment to administer this experimental
3: that i actually thought about not from that perspective but we never see him go in for tests or anything, but she was curious about how he was doing and suddenly has his test results and shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, but when, when and who was checking him at any point in these three days? How did, how?
0: Not to mention this uh, needle was just in a box in her purse of some kind. I think you need some sort of special cooling uh, system. This isn't You're the Pfizer transport. vaccine. It's, yeah, but vaccines different. in general or something like this is going to basically cure cancer. It just you could be left out room temperature. Maybe we Man.
3: don't know. We they literally didn't give us enough specifics to judge it on that. I thought you were going to say this- there was no cover on the needle. How do we know it's clean? <laughs> <laughs> That's who? Why not?
1: Adam, this is the CIA. They might have stuff that we have no idea. You remember? You remember the movie Bloodshot? Bloodshot. I do not. Oh, you that haven't memory. watched that yet? Okay, <laughs>
0: don't worry. Uh. So anyway, he gets booted from the CIA because he has a cancer, and he goes home to find a giant family living inside his apartment. <laughs> it was at least six people, if, if it wasn't eight. Was, there's was a bunch of people that have moved in just because it was there. Six. And then he goes to the cops. They're like, hey, there's people here. And like, man, we can't help you. The squatters, the squatters have more right to be there than you do right now. It seems, yeah. Which is a crazy, crazy law. I can't imagine that.
2: It, it, it's it, it's 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 the law in a lot of places. You can't. It's hard to get rid of squatters. You literally have to evict them like they're a tenant.
0: But if you'd never invited them in, they just came well, that's in. how <laughs> why they're
3: a squatter. They weren't a guest. They were squatting.
0: I, I yeah, understand they, if you invite somebody in and then you're like, okay, now you need to leave. Now you can't make me leave. But to just walk in, I could just walk in somebody's house, uh, pull up a pillow and like, no, I live here now.
3: I like that they, at least in France, they gave a, you can't evict them in winter. You have to wait for spring because they will die on the street. So, I, I mean, that's better than here. In America, it's just like, nope, squatters ever. or California, squatters have rights. We have amazing weather. You'll be just fine on the beach. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. But nope. At least in France, it's like, in spring, you can kick the squatters out. You just can't do it in the middle of winter.
0: Yeah. So, But the squatters end up being pretty cool people, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I also found it kind of weird that as Costner's going around hunting people down, uh, brings them home to interrogate them, and just the squatters are all just kind of, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is happening. Well,
3: what uh, are they going to do? leave
0: i don't know if, if they call if, but if they call the cops on this guy then he gets kicked out of his own house and they keeps watching for for. for no because
3: he's technically worked with the cia again and at that point the government intervenes the u.s government eh,
0: this seems like an off the books uh, project that's going on here
3: mm, does it though because no one ever said at any point this is off the books we saw her get the assignment nothing was said about it being off the books it's definitely still an official assignment
0: I'm giving you uh, classified uh, <laughs> medical things and don't ask the questions, basically.
3: That chick's savvy, man. She'd find a way to be like, no. Sorry, Popo. All right.
1: Uh, Look, so I remember, mean, though, like in the beginning of the conversation about how he's supposed <laughs> to do something. He's supposed to kill a certain amount of people. And then he's done.
3: There's a limit on the number. Then? So she's, she's limiting him to only killing six people. Like, you're not allowed to just go around killing everyone. You have didn't a limit that
1: Did he, Yeah, but didn't he kill, like, a ton of people afterwards?
0: He killed a lot more than six people throughout the course of this movie. Yeah. For sure.
3: He wanted the first three included, too. Remember, he was like, I want the three, the three dead bodies in there counted towards my six.
0: Hmm. It's it was, it was a weird deal. It it seemed very shady and it to me it it felt off the books. Uh, and the lack of explanation and him going along with it so easily it was I found very hard to believe.
3: I didn't like at the end where she's standing there. She's literally standing there could easily just shoot the wolf and is like finish it. It's like bitch she's clearly really sick and in a lot of pain. Why, 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 why can't you just shoot him, which you end up doing anyway? What, what was the point of that?
2: Because I I don't think she wanted her hands in it. You notice know, she didn't kill any of the people until the wolf. And the only reason why she killed the wolf is she needed to make sure the job got done, but she wanted him to do it. So her hands were not in it. She didn't kill anybody.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I just feel like she doesn't have that.
2: Which, bureaucratic which, red tape.
0: <laughs> which which is another reason why I feel like this is an off the books kind of operation. If if he does everything and I did nothing, then my hands are clean at the end of the day.
3: Yeah, all I did was give an experimental drug that the government's been keeping secret to yeah, someone but, that's in a locker room. I
0: don't know where he got that from. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, go conscious. I, yeah. All right. Uh, so now we get into the family dynamic here. Uh, he comes back home. Uh, and I guess he left many, many years ago, the family altogether, because, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the wife couldn't handle all the stuff that he was doing with the CIA and comes back because he can't do it anymore. And so he's trying to reconcile with his daughter, reconcile with his wife. Uh, it's unclear whether the wife has moved on or not. Uh, later on, we find out looks like she hasn't. And then, as soon as he gets to his family, that's when Vivi shows up and like, oh, hey, I want you to start killing again. Ah, just when I thought I was out. Pull me back in. But
3: I'm taking my bike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bike thing was kind of weird.
3: I thought it was cute. It's a running it's a comedic relief throughout the movie. But then also, he gets to teach his daughter how to ride a bike, because... Yeah, that was. Well, speaking
1: dead. of which, didn't you see the daughter from Pitch Perfect two? Was oh, that right? Yeah. Is
3: that why she looked familiar? I couldn't figure out why she looked familiar, and I was deciding that she just looked like a culmination of a bunch of different other people.
0: Oh. Is that the one that writes her own stuff? Yeah. Okay. I think that was three. Then.
3: Mm, I don't know. Could I be don't either.
0: Know. either one. They're about the same, anyways. Yeah, she was well, in
3: matter. a pitch perfect. Who
0: cares? All right, uh, the the the, the father daughter thing here it usually plays very well for me. I being a father of a daughter, any father daughter things really pulls at the heartstrings. Uh, and not to say that it didn't here, but a lot of the bonding that they did didn't add up to me. I guess I, I didn't see. I couldn't see it actually happening in a real life setting. That
3: uh, you couldn't see that the one time that she goes to a nightclub that she apparently goes to all the time with her friends is also happens to be the one time where guys try to molest her in the bathroom, and it happens to be the one time her dad's back in her life to come and bust people up in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, see that seemed far fetched for me.
3: Oh, I I don't get that <laughs> at all. <laughs>
2: But also that the- that that seemed far fetched for you. The whole movie seemed far fetched for me. <laughs> yes, the fact that all this stuff's going on in broad daylight in busy areas of Paris, and everybody, no, nobody's reacting to any of it. Also on that like, note, though, like, I loved like, the not- kid on the bus. Yeah, yeah, no. it was fun.
3: Sorry, you were saying.
0: Uh, yeah there, there was a lot of things happening all throughout the the day. People were dying. people were getting shot there was uh There was a full on fight scene in what I assume is some sort of like Starbucks uh where he gets shot in the chest with a shotgun and then he starts battling with him, and then nothing happens there There, there was a lot of murder happening in plain sight without a single police siren, I think in the entire movie. <laughs>
3: And at the end, when that huge fight is happening in a very 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 wealthy place where you would assume please you can get there pretty quick, dude, it was like fifteen minutes before we hear the first siren oh uh,
0: let's see the this is the uh the biggest part of comedy I think for me in the movie was this uh this 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 fat Greek dude I think I want to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't recall what he does exactly, but he's he's supposed to help him find the accountant.
3: He runs the car service, the very exclusive car service. Oh,
0: right. So he needs to find the accountant because the accountant will then basically has access to all of the albino's money. And then if we cut off the money, then the albino has to come to me. And when he comes to me, then I can kill him. This, this, was, this is the overall game plan, right?
3: it was something like that, or the accountant can tell you where to find the albino. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So he has a very weird relationship with this guy that it's, it's like, he knows he knows you're going to have to rough me up. I know that part of it. I'm going to have to not tell you things. There's an understanding between them. Like I know this is our relationship. Like, okay, I'll give you what you need. And then the next day I have to come back and like, Oh, not this again. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> he pulls up to the guy's house, uh, to the school, and and he sees them. They're like, "Oh, great! I'm getting in the trunk, aren't I?"
3: I have to be home by seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, as he's getting <laughs> stuffed in the trunk. <laughs> I'll do my best.
0: Yeah, and then at one point he even goes to the guy's house because his daughter's missing, and he he needs to ask his <laughs> the other guy's daughters for information. And he get in the house, and he's like, "Yeah." This is a friend and it seems like a friend even because he's, yeah. he, he's, he's like my daughter is being difficult. Like, oh, well, you, you're gone for all these years and now you come back. You expect everything to be OK. Like speaking to him like, yes, we have a relationship.
3: No, they definitely seem like friends. A hundred percent. I very much enjoyed all of their interactions. You know, also my favorite part of the movie is just them. Those two. <laughs> uh, and when the kids tell them what the spider web means and then both parents are like, what? How do you know this? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. And then this is uh, the, so the daughter and father start getting kind of closer. At one point she hits somebody at school. He has to come pick her up. And he basically is like, "Okay, you, you didn't do anything wrong. What's the problem here?" Which she then takes offense to for some unknown reason. Can you explain that? I
3: think she's confused like, "What? You're not going to ask me why I hit her?" you don't want to know my reasoning because she's already come up with the lie that she's going to tell in her head when she gets in trouble. So then when she doesn't get in trouble, she's like, how am I supposed to defend myself and tell you I did the right thing? If you don't get mad at me, all you're doing is telling me how to punch so that I don't hurt my thumb next time. What the hell, dad? And then we later find out like she just lies a lot. And that was also a lie. But yeah. I think you know, she wanted to use the lie that she'd come up with. That was going to be such a good point.
0: Well, it just, it just seemed odd to me that for her to get upset in that moment. Uh,
3: I think she's at the point where anything he does is upsetting to her. No matter what he did, he was gone for 15 years or 10 years or something. Yeah. I want you to do something so that I can get mad. And then you didn't do anything so I'm mad because you didn't do anything. Yeah.
0: So she apologizes. They go have a very... Fun day at the fair. Uh, this, this is part of the, the the parts that bothered me about their relationship. How one second they're uh, she ha- wants nothing to do with him, and the next second she's almost sentimental with him. Like with the bike scene as well. That she uh, she basically almost got raped at a at a bar. Uh, he beat up a bunch of people. She's pissed at him. You embarrassed me. Uh, whatever, and then. Uh, get on this bike, young lady. We're riding this bike home. Like, I don't even know how to ride a bike. And they're arguing. And the next step, all right, so this, you got to get on the bike first. And it, it switches to now a loving I'm teaching you how to ride a bike scene without any kind of calm down period from th- what they were arguing about a second ago.
3: She wasn't mad at him for embarrassing her.
0: What, what, whatever the case was. It's just, it went from an intense we're arguing scene to now I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. Oh, we're having so much fun together.
3: She gave a lot of pushback on that. But eventually, she did it. But also, there's a they had to get to where they were going. So I assume, cool down period. He's realized, oh yeah, nope, I went too far. I apologize. Cool down, then learn.
0: What did you think about the uh, the relationship between the father and daughter there, Cowboy? Uh, as also a father of a daughter,
2: I I took her reactions to the fight that the uh, the girl that she punched. And all that is she he's not acting like the father she expected him to be. Like he wasn't being the type of father she thought a father should be, you know, like father should be getting mad at her getting into a fight and stuff like that. And that's why she was like, you you don't even care. But then I also see his side. He doesn't know exactly where he stands with her he's just trying to get back in her life. I was confused at the timeline because he's been gone for five years. She's a teenager, but like somehow he was just never there, but then why would they say, I've been gone for five years? What's what's the five years if he's never been there? He wasn't there when she was born, wasn't there any, so what's the point in bringing up five years? I don't remember hearing five years. Yeah,
3: I don't remember the five
2: years. He's been gone for five years.
3: Maybe the last time day. that he came home like to visit was five years ago, and then there was still like another five years before that, and maybe he like visits every five years. I don't know. Because she seems like she's like, five years old in the videos, home videos. Maybe he just- how, how, uh, how old do we think she is here? I think she's 16.
0: She's 16. 16, okay. I said it. Okay. So maybe it was... Huh, I don't know. Whatever. I, I I didn't, I mean, the, the parts that were cute, of course, I felt were cute, but the overall relationship between the two of them, I, I found kind of like, all right, this is, you can get better writing for, for these kinds of relationships, for the love of God.
3: Especially for how long that movie felt like it was.
0: <laughs> I watched it in like segments, so I don't know how long it actually was.
3: It felt like four hours, but it was two, two hours and two minutes, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Teachers Ride a Bike, I have that. Uh, takes a hostage again. <laughs> this is – so the next hostage he takes is uh the – so is he, the accountant. He, fi- he finds the accountant because of the other guy. And he, the, the accountant that has a briefcase uh, handcuffed to his, his wrist, he also takes him to his house and gets the briefcase off and is trying to get information from him. And then you, we get another phone call from his daughter, which I, I did think was a funny thing they did where she programmed a ringtone for every time she calls. So, in the middle of any kind of scene, you could hear that that song that just screams high schooler, and it's like, oh, here we go, we're gonna get some comic relief happening. Uh, and she's calling for a recipe, and he happens to have an Italian guy right there that gives her the perfect recipe, uh, and and then charges the kid to release him. Just another, just it's weird. It's just another weird thing to do. Here's a watch. When uh, after two hours pass, cut him loose. I, I feel like I'd be worried about the bad guys that I'm holding hostage know where I live. That seems like a bad move as a s- spy.
3: <laughs> Except he's not really living there. He's just using – the other family living there. Hey, you wanted to squat here. You knew I had a whole bunch of guns and I'm probably in some dangerous shit. You want to keep squatting here? Do it. Because he's staying the night at his wife's house because he's watching the, his daughter. She's uh, uh, right. out of town.
0: Yeah.
3: So What's that, the worst they're gonna do, Adam? Kill him? Cause he's already dying. So right. Uh, I
2: don't
3: know why I keep defending the, the movie. I didn't like it very much.
2: And part of the movie I didn't understand is he goes around like in movies like this where you have a CIA agent. They kind of keep their family out of it, and they don't want people to know they have a daughter. And he's flaunting his daughter around to oh, all these bad one. guys. Like uh, in every movie like this that I've seen, they go after the family yes and he's like i have a daughter you have a daughter well i know they're trying to play on the whole you're the responsible dad you're the you're the good dad type you know you're the yeah dad i aspire to be but you're also a bad guy so you could probably go after my daughter but then he did make reference when he went to the guy's house the uh the guy that did the uh extravagant uh vehicle service yeah. Went to his house to talk to his daughters about the spider, which ended up being the rave. Um, mm-hmm. He did say when he was at the door, he's like, uh, the rule is we leave family out of it.
0: Yeah. That was that was a nice little addition there. As they even, even there's honor amongst this uh, criminal empire uh, CIA relationship <laughs> that we leave the families out of this. But uh, not having seen this movie, at the very beginning, when he was on the phone with his daughter to leave a birthday message, I assumed the bad guys were going to find a way to trace that call and get to the family, and that was going to be the catalyst for the movie. Now we have your family, and now I'm going to – I'm also dying of cancer, but you have my family. Ah, you, guys are all, you guys are all done for.
2: Yeah, watching the, the beginning of this movie, um, I felt like it was going to – I was waiting for the twist to happen where it was going to become like a movie like Taken yeah. with Liam Neeson.
0: Yep. Yeah. And,
2: and the daughter was going to get taken, and we'll, but I, I didn't think they were going to trace his call because they made him use a, a, a payphone outside of the the van, right? On his cell phone. So.
0: But they see him at that payphone, so it would make it easier to trace where that phone call came from maybe you guys
3: are just writing a better movie. So yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how dare you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know where you're from. You owe me
2: collect call 34 yeah. cents. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we do on this podcast. We review bad movies and discuss how we would make it better and why it sucked. Yeah. Oh
3: shit. That's what we're supposed to be doing.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, teaches the girl to dance. That was a cute little scene with the with the father daughter as well.
3: Uh, I didn't like that he made her stand on his feet. you don't you stop doing that after like nine, like you yeah. don't it's just teach her to actually dance
0: yeah he wasn't there for that though so it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a cute thing that was supposed I to make us know. go
3: ah. as a daughter of a father, I didn't find that cute no
0: <laughs> they i i um this is jumping forward a little bit after uh the, he catches up to the albino finally and he's in the subway and he starts having one of the things that Misha was talking about where he's just, he's, his body starts shutting down. He falls on the floor. He's looking at the wolf. He looks over. He sees the albino coming and he's basically on the verge of death. And the albino does typical movie trope. I'm going to make this last longer than it needs to. I'm going to uh, make your death elaborate. Drag his head off the side of the, of the subway entrance thing. Uh, So that he could die the same way the girl in the beginning died with the elevator where something else takes the head off. And then you hear the wolf, which is basically screaming what the audience is screaming. Just kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Just kill him. (laughs) Everyone. Yes. Why are you doing? You know, he's going to wake up now. If you, if you would just shot him, it's over. We're done. But no, you're giving him a chance to wake up and then he eventually does. And then you die. This is why – it was another kind of one of those, I think, lazy, sloppy writing things. Like, we we know what's going to happen. And maybe they put Adam, the wolf in there saying that for that.
2: Adam, there was no part of this movie that wasn't predictable.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, okay.
0: I have a question,
1: guys. Um, the character that played the wolf in this film, did he have a beard and did he try to become this guy named Bloodofsky
3: What?
0: I don't know.
1: In a different film, I think it's the Green Hornet.
0: Oh, I just saw the Green Hornet. I don't recall him in that. Oh wait. The, no, the no. Green Hornet was that was uh, Christoph Waltz.
3: Yeah, that was a different guy.
2: Okay,
0: that was a guy from Django. There was it was like, am I not intimidating? Is, is this? Yeah, should yeah, I get I'm a not
3: better scary. Look? Yeah, I'm not scary.
0: No, that was Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Yeah, we just watched that, that recently. Was that was that movie. was a fun one. I forgot about that movie. Uh,
3: we just watched it. How'd you forget?
0: I had... Never mind. <laughs> so now everybody's dead except for the wolf uh, on his target list, basically. And now he's trying to get back to normal. Uh, I'm going to go to this pre-prom party, which I didn't know was an actual thing.
3: No, it is. You just don't usually bring your parents.
0: Oh. You ever do any pre-prom parties? Either of you guys?
2: (laughs) I didn't go to prom. I think there was only one dance I went to in high school. Two dances I think I went to in high school. I wasn't a go-to-the-dances type of person. You know, like...
3: "Eh." Yeah. Too cool for school?
2: Well, no. Too school for cool.
3: Uh, (laughs) Stop copying my lab.
0: Yeah, so... Of course... They go to this pre-prom party and we find out that the boyfriend's parents' business associate is <laughs> the wolf. And there's the moment where they lock eyes and it's kind of like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Just shake hands. Because I think even in that moment, they're both saying, keep the families out of it. Or maybe the wolf is hoping he's going to think that so that later on I can come blindside him.
3: No, So I think that the wolf is like, I know that my business partner's kid is important to him, so I can't do anything in front of the kid because it's once the two kids leave the room later mm. and they're in a separate room that all of a sudden all the gunfire and everything happens. And, but he's hoping, like, dude, I don't know what he will do in front of his kid, though. And then once the wife, like, introduces himself, he's like, okay, you're not doing anything. Yeah.
0: And then... There was a firefight. Mr. Yes, Woods, why are you shaking your head, Michel? There was a firefight.
3: <laughs> I didn't see any fire.
1: Because William Defoe would
0: say, "Like you did it wrong." <laughs>
1: the symbolism, buddy. The symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. Hmm.
0: <laughs> so, so now at, at this prom pre-party, there is a lot of uh, gunfire. Uh, while while <laughs> while he's trying to tell his wife, no, no, no. I'm not back in. I mean, I'm kind of back in, but I'm not like back in. I, I I came because I wasn't back in. I wasn't back in until I got back.
3: Wait, did he come before <laughs> or after he got back in? Be, be, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now that everybody's shooting at everybody. Uh, somehow the wolf survives an elevator drop of... What I assume is at least five stories.
3: Aren't there also to be safeguards built into elevators where there, like, things pop out of the side of the elevator to stop it from a free fall? Supposed Just because you shot the cables.
0: Yeah, supposed to be. But in this, France. Who in, knows? In this world, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he shoot, there's a firefight. Everybody's shooting everybody. Uh, the wolf gets in an elevator that gets stuck somehow for no apparent reason. And then he comes over, shoots the cables of the elevator and supposedly should kill the wolf, but he's not dead. He's just crawling. Uh, and then this is, this is when the scene comes with, uh, Vivi comes over and all right, go kill him. Finish your job. Now my wife wants me to quit. I should really lay, <laughs> really cut back on the killings. <laughs> I'm going on a diet, a murder diet. Uh, and that's basically it, right?
3: Yeah, and then his daughter's throwing rocks at the beach. And the wife comes by and Vivi leaves him a Christmas present. Somehow sneaks into his house without him noticing, even though he's supposed to be like super attuned to that type of thing. But somehow she does and, it
2: and leaves him the actually, the Actually, the wife, the wife said a present showed up for him at the house and she brought it with her.
3: Oh, I missed that uh-huh. part. Thank you.
2: But I, I did remember. Uh, I, I called. I called it in my head as I was watching the movie by myself. That she would eventually call him dad. Oh, okay. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, "Dad's gonna make us hot chocolate," and he looked. He's like, "She just called me dad." Oh. I think she also yeah.
3: said, I, "I didn't catch it," but I'm pretty sure she said, "Is dad a badass?"
2: Yeah. Yeah. That wait, was wait, that wait. was after that exactly. when she first oh. called. Him. Yeah. yeah.
0: So do do we think that she re- remembers the bathroom scene or not?
3: I'm pretty sure she was roofied, because that's why she was like he had to carry her out. It wasn't because she was so traumatized.
2: Did, 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 well, she didn't look, She didn't look. Seem to know where she was when she woke up on that bench. She's like, "Dad, what are you doing here?" Like, she didn't seem to realize where the hell she
0: was. Right, but the, the, that's what I'm saying. The, that badass comment. I think it, it, had, it had to come. Maybe. He's, some memory started bleeding back in then as, uh, of flashes
2: of dad kicking the shit out Day of degrees, yeah. teenagers in the bathroom. Well, she she was at the party. But I, I don't imagine that they stayed in the room the whole time, and you know,
3: um, her sure friends had to
2: have talked. Yeah, well, not only that, but I'm sure eventually she had to come out of the room and see the place destroyed and found out what happened. That's dead true. bodies all over the place. Okay, I
0: didn't think about that Very part. Good point. I I also found it weird that while that fire uh, fire fight kind of was winding down, they're in the room and they're closely getting together to kiss, uh, and it's they wait until the moment where the elevator hits the bottom of the I guess ground floor for them to actually kiss, and it, it was That's weird, so. it was weirdly timed. Yes. Wouldn't
3: the building have shook like you would think? And so then they should have been like, uh like unstable yeah
0: it was just a weird choice of everything like what mm, no. oh it's so romantic oh that guy died uh <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't die. oh he's not dead oh that's why it's romantic oh now he's dead <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't get it Yeah, i don't expect you to get it for those of you not uh watching the video stream that we're doing right now mesha was making out with the camera and it was uh, quite disturbing uh,
3: he just misses making out with you in person. Okay.
0: i got to edit that out. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> again, there's a final shot that he gets. So, uh, it, I assumed that this uh, regimen of medication that he was getting would have been done for. Does this mean he now needs to stay on the payroll of the CIA for the rest of his life to get more shots? To last longer, I guess?
2: That's what it seems. So it was it was very vague and made you guess or try to fill in the blanks because, I mean, the one word that he would use to get her to stay was Christmas, you know, and and she's like, you can't quit. But I thought he did quit when he decided to not kill wolf like right. he quit you know i thought that was it and he was done and then they were going to live together and you know but then that scene came up and then i was very confused like did he not quit
0: yeah it's i think it's maybe just the wife having trust issues that I, I, I believed you that you had quit and then turns out oh no we're in a firefight maybe he didn't quit so maybe she doesn't know if she can believe the fact that he actually did quit even though we know watching from the outside perspective that he, that he did but then that shot shows up so maybe he didn't. Maybe he's on retainer. Uh, I'll keep giving you medication in case I need you again. I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, I think that's basically everything. And Anything else about the movie that you guys want to bring up that we haven't talked about yet?
2: No, not really. I mean, I mean you, yeah, pretty much covered beginning to end of the nod party. The nod party. All right. Well, I I, I just I, I thought it, you know certain parts were interesting. The story could have been told better, and it would have been much better. But it was kind of slow. To me, it was kind of slow. Even the action scenes were kind of a little too far and few between. Okay. And slow. And then a lot of it was just him, an old guy beating up on another old guy and throwing him in the trunk.
0: You know. <laughs> Okay. Maestro, any final thoughts before we move on to the rest of the game?
1: Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Fat
2: cat. Fat cat. Ah,
1: okay, okay. All right. Uh, um, so basically okay. I find that the film was boring to say the least. It did have like a lot of like little, little quips for like joyous family time and stuff like that. And uh, I just, it wasn't an action scene. It wasn't an action movie. It was slow. It was boring.
0: Boring. Okay. <laughs> Annie, final thoughts?
3: I felt like I was watching a TV show where you could easily just kind of tune out for certain parts and then you come back for like these important little pieces to the storyline of the season. It felt very, very long. Okay. Uh, I.
0: I didn't hate the movie, but I feel like it was trying to do more or it had intentions to do more than it actually pulled off. Like the, the, it, it, I, I feel like the director's mind was, this is going to be great because I'm tying all these things in and it, it's, there's something for everybody, but a little bit of something for everybody means that there's a lot of nothing also for the people that you're not serving in that moment. So while you're serving this person, this whole group is not being underserved, and that kept going back and forth. So the, it, was, it was it was spread too thin. It had too many aspirations. I, I but it was it was still kind of fun. I, I I don't I don't hate it. I'm not gonna throw shade, as the kids say these days. But I would have been okay if I hadn't seen this movie. I, 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 I'm not better for watching it, and I'm not worse if I had never seen it. All right. Well, Are that you was... worse
3: for having watched it?
0: No, I'm neither. Okay. Uh, that was our opinion of the movie, but like I said, at the top show, we have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. We'll also hear from the audience. I'm going to give you two reviews from the top critics and the audience in hopes that these will help you later on when we play the Rotten Tomatoes game. Let's start with the bad reviews from the audience. This is from Sean K. in 2020. Grown. It's hard to believe that Luke Besson ever touched this. The film tries to be a rom-com, feel-goody family drama, as well as a hybrid of rowdy, body-count CIA thriller in Europe a la Jason Bourne or something like that. It clearly doesn't work. It's painful, everybody's on the point, but... The gaping hole is Kevin Costner's pale, bland, phone in the in performance, which is no performance at all. He looks bad, wooden, like he's not even sure if he's in the movie or came out of retirement just to do us all a big favor. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so colorful. I love it. This is from uh, Ken I from 2014. I was you can't. Gonna... Okay. Uh, I was very disappointed that Kevin Costner would associate himself with this movie. The dialogue is not very believable. Constant violence, poor acting by everyone except Costner, weak plot, and lots of time spent on shooting, hitting, and car chasing to distract from the poor quality of the writing and directing. I'd put it on par with watching reruns of Big Brother. All right. Let's do good reviews. This is from Martin O. from 2020. The movie is a weird hybrid that tries to be heavy and light at the same time. And many movies these days attempt this. And this one doesn't pull it off. But still manages to have a lot of heart. It's no masterpiece, but it's enjoyable. All the leads are good. Costner is a convincing tough guy slash spy, as always. And the actress who played his daughter and wife were both solid. Amber Heard is gorgeous, as always. If a bit underused and or decoration more than a functioning character. (laughs) As I said, I like its heart, and, it's, and it gets across some important points about fatherhood. That was, an interesting, that was a positive that review? Was an inter- yes, that was a good review. That was a four-star review. <laughs> David S. from 2014. You have to go into any Luke Besson-penned thriller with a suspension of disbelief and expectation that he's going to contrast action movie dynamics with humor situations you can't identify with. Kevin Costner is an unlikely choice for such a flick, but he aces it. His reactions when he interrupts his daughter's custom ringtone, welcome to the century, dad, while threatening to torture a baddie are priceless. It's a preposterous, it's preposterous stuff, and some of the sweet stuff is trialed on a bit thick, but what the hell? This is entertainment, not PBS melodrama. Better movie than most, give it credit for. Like Layer Cake!
3: Is that in all caps?
0: Yeah, I don't know why okay. Layer Cake was all in caps, but it was. So those are the good and bad reviews from the audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Uh,
2: why? Why do you say layer cake? Onions have layers. Yeah, layer everybody cake likes cake. everybody likes parfait. Parfait. I love a parfait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you think the audience rated this? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. sure Twenty-five. All right, Annie.
3: 38.1. 30. <laughs> 39. Wow. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with like a, f- a 42.
0: 42. Okay. Uh, this was the audience. And by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, this is for the Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, I'm going to make you guys guess the score, which you already did. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics in the audience. 0 59 is rotten. 60, 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. So based on that, we have Maestro at 25... Cowboy at 38 and Annie at 42. Yes. All right. The audience. Can you see my screen over there? No. All right. Just make sure Otherwise, you I would know side. when the
3: guys are about to talk and All I'd right. stop talking.
0: The, the audience rated this movie at 43%. Mm. A dollar under. You get, you get it. All right. Now we'll do the top critics. Let's start with the good reviews first this time. Tom Long from Detroit News in 2014. Just sit back and enjoy. Three days to kill is big, dumb fun anchored by a good actor's refusal to take himself too seriously. (laughs) Stephen Ray from 2014 from the Philadelphia Inquirer. It's the modern dilemma. How to balance work with family, get the job done, and still have time to share a meal with your wife and kid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bad reviews from the top critics. Mike McCahill from The Guardian in 2014 seeks to reposition Costner as nissan badass dad, casting him as Gowley CIA type using a Parisian layover to juggle terrorist offering (laughs) with teaching daughter Haley Steinfeld how to ride a bike. That's a lot of weird words put together. Uh, Robbie Cullen from 2014 from Daily Telegraph in the UK. The film is just stupefyingly bad, failing to be funny whenever it isn't failing to be taken and writing on forever like a lunatic on a bench. Wittering on forever. Okay. Anyway, those were the top critics. Let's have Annie go first this time so you don't (laughs) gauge against them.
3: I'm going to go with...
0: Thirty one. Alright. What do you guys think? Fifty. Fifty. Cowboy? Uh I'm gonna stick with thirty-eight. The tomato meter also has this as rotten at twenty-eight percent. What the hell, Annie? <laughs> this is an outrage. All right. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. We like to play a game where we replace them with actors in movies because generally speaking, they make movies better. So if we were to improve this movie, we got to take somebody out and replace them with Paul Giamatti and or Gary Oldman. Who would you choose? Any thoughts, guys?
3: I have to look up a picture of Gary Oldman again.
0: Gary. <laughs> he was <laughs> Commissioner Gordon in Batman. I think. Oh,
2: all right. I think that Gary Oldman and Paul Giamatti should be the albino and the wolf okay <laughs> both like you, wait, wait, wait. are you saying that uh, gary oldman should be the albino and the wolf no gary oldman and paul giamatti should be the albino and the wolf either oh, one. i, I mean see. you could switch like but i i think i don't know gary oldman would probably be more of a better wolf okay yeah or not gary oldman gary oldman would be albino because he mm. he's I don't know. You can switch <laughs>
3: it. I, I think that Gary I mean, Oldman both would, would be the well.
2: wolf. Yeah. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Could, you
1: imagine, could you imagine having Gary Oldman play the albino and the wolf?
3: <laughs> I would love to see um, Paul Giamatti as the wolf. I feel like he would – or not the wolf. Sorry, the albino. I feel like he would have had a lot of fun with that.
0: Yeah. yeah
3: I would have enjoyed that.
0: Ugh. Mm-hmm. my original thought was going to be to have him play the, um, the, the fat Greek dude but he did a really good job yeah. I, I don't want to take, take him out so yeah I'm with you guys Al- Albino and the wolf the, the wolf uh, I think would be an old man and Giamatti would be the albino mm. yeah. aha ah. alright trivia this is a part of the show where I give you guys little facts or information you may not know about the movie when Ethan Renner or Kevin Costner tries to get the French police to remove the family of immigrant squatters from his little-used Paris apartment. They tell him he must wait until April 13th when winter ends. And when he threatens to do it himself, they tell him he'll get arrested. There is, in fact, a law in France that protects squatters who occupy a residence during winter for more than two days. The owner can't remove them except by filing a lawsuit. Two days. If the squatter is there for two days, you can't kick them out for the entire season.
3: No vacation in the winter then.
0: Oh my God. Right. If you go away for the weekend, you can come back and you're screwed. Ah, get together, France. Uh, okay. When,
2: (laughs) (laughs) when Ethan, uh, Kevin or hold on, hold on, hold on. Or you can go to Paris during the winter for vacation, Uh, not get a hotel room and squat in somebody's house. And you can vacation there until the spring. Or just get an Airbnb for two days. Not leave. And not leave ever. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: Wow. Love
3: this. Oh, so man. When That's are we a... going to
2: Paris? I know, right? Traveling hacks. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't ever get to use Airbnb again. That's fine. Who cares?
0: I can create emails all day. I have many email accounts. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so many BNB. Uh, BNB I, but have while. you used
2: Airbnb before? Yeah, yeah. I, we're using it for the first time. I mean, you have to like picture of your photo ID and all this other
0: stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's not just it's not just an email. It's very secure, and th- and that's why I, I trust it. When I went to Israel, even that's I had uh, Airbnb out there for when for my extra time that I was there. Did I, they call it
2: Airbnb out there? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <kidding.
3: It's Israel>. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, your host like made you breakfast and stuff. That's it true. Was, like.
0: He made me breakfast. I wasn't there, but because I, I left early in the morning, and he thought I was still asleep. So, and then he texts me, "Hey, breakfast is ready. You want to come out?" I'm like, oh,
2: I'm at the Dead Sea. Um, so, <laughs> well, it's weird because we're doing a cabin, and nobody else is going to be there. Is like, it going to be a got cabin the whole, in the woods? We got the whole cabin. Yeah, actually, this, yeah, yeah. mountain woods.
0: There, there's different types, different ratings. The, the one I was okay. at, I was I shared. Uh, there's one guy lived there. And he was renting out two different rooms, so I was I was roommates with this uh, lesbian couple as well as this guy. Uh- so it was, it was very interesting. Wow! Look at you, man. Yeah, no, it worked out great because I came out to talk to them, and I was like, Ugh, I hope they don't think I'm being weird. And like, oh, the lesbian! This is fantastic. We can talk. We can be friends. <laughs> I, I I'm good with lesbians. Yes, I can. Yeah. All right. No sexual tension. This is
3: I great. Get, what, what you like, girls?
2: I like girls too. <laughs> we have so much in common. <laughs> you have short hair. So do I. Your other you half wear has- a lot of plaid. I wear a lot of plaid. Your other half has a beard? All right, cool. All
0: right. Uh, More trivia. Uh, (laughs) When uh, Kevin Costner enters a tattoo parlor, one can see the nude back of a girl with a very Mexican Lady of Guadalupe slash Holy Death tattoo. This mysterious girl is also seen tattooing Mr. Jang in the movie Lucy, 2014. Both films were written by Luke Besson. the tattooed model is uncredited in both films. Lucy's that film that was kind of like limitless.
1: Yeah, Where, but she went crazy killing everybody.
0: Yeah. It was, a, it was an interesting one. I, I wouldn't pass on that. Uh, was it Scarlett Johansson? Yes, it was. This, okay. Was she in the sky? No. And there was no She diamonds. was in... <laughs> <I> mean, she- <laughs> 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 All right, the scene where Kevin Costner stares at the window, expecting for a turn back from Tina, who is heading to work, is quite similar to the one involving love interest between Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo characters in, in the line of fire. Turn
1: around. Every now and then I get a little bit close. <laughs> what?
0: How do, get, how do you get to that?
3: Right eyes.
0: Line of turn fire. around. Oh, turn. Oh God. All right. In the middle of the sentence is where he got...
3: (laughs) If if you say words, it's going to trigger songs, man.
0: Kevin Costner goes after an accountant in this movie. In the earlier Costner movie, The Untouchables, from 87, Elliot Ness, which is also played by Costner, also goes after an accountant. That's it.
3: Wow. (laughs) That was a good
2: fact.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) How do I mute your mic? Uh, that
2: that That was kind of a stretch to find a fact like <laughs> did you come up with that fact yourself no, like i need one more fact so oh, <laughs> hey, this, i'm gonna put this in here hmm.
0: i was kind of in a rush i just copied and pasted the, the next one in line so i didn't vet that one uh, money it's makes funny, it, Lucy. <laughs> money makes the world go round <laughs> I want to put this into does perspective it?
2: what does it really
0: it does oh, so okay. to get a feel financially i held up it to his peers let's play the game the budget for this film was $28 million. What do you think this grossed in the US and overseas combined together, totally? Uh, f- 15. 15, all right. Michelle?
1: I never heard of this film, and I would say when the movie did come out, I was watching a lot of movies to begin with, and I never heard of this film. I would say I'm actually really close with Cowboy on this one, dude. I wouldn't say past 20 tops. Okay. Annie?
2: I
3: was going to say 22. So I'm not just saying that because he said 20. I was just (laughs) going to go 22 because I was like, it wasn't good enough to make all his money back. 22? Okay.
0: In the U.S., this movie grossed 30.7 million dollars. In the foreign box office, it grossed twenty-two point six million, bringing the total to fifty-three point three million dollars. So technically, you're saying that every one of our guesses added together would be the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, you'd you'd be much closer. (laughs) So we all win. Everybody, (laughs) yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. collective.
0: It's a group victory.
3: (laughs) Yay! Good choice.
0: This film debuted on February nineteenth, two thousand fourteen, with twelve point two million dollars. This was the 93rd highest grossing film of 2014. 2014. Anybody want to guess what number one was that year? You all know it very well. I'm sure. Did
2: you say
1: 2019?
2: 2014.
1: Mm. Spiderman?
0: The no. Avengers? John Wick? No, no it couldn't be. Uh, it had a lot of oldies music in it. Which Guardians one, of, the galaxy. Oh,
3: Guardians of, of the galaxy. Oh, Rock of Ages. I was close. Yeah. I said Avengers.
0: Yes, the Guardians with the dance-off, man. Oh, I thought it was the Rock of Ages. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also good guess based on my clue. Uh, but I think that came out much sooner than that. Anyway.
3: How am I supposed to know when a movie came out? Oops.
0: You may have I noticed that a time or two during this podcast, uh, somebody made a mistake. Probably mostly me. Uh, but... To make myself feel better, I'm going to point out times that this movie made mistakes. Pobody's nerfic. The bell of the purple bike is ringing several times, even when no one is around to ring it. That happens. Uh, Ethan Renner answers his phone upside down multiple times throughout the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ethan walks out of his apartment with the brief without the briefcase that he took from the accountant. In the next scene he gives the briefcase to Vivi. Uh, finally in the car chase scene, Kevin Costner's car changes from a Peugeot to a Citroen and vice versa. In the middle of a car chase scene, his car is switching back and forth. Our that's that's that's, that's that's Peugeot. Peugeot, sorry, Peugeot and Citroen.
2: Thank you, cowboy.
1: Chiffrin.
0: No, it's just citron. Okay. I know I was going to mispronounce that one. Who cares? I said, I said, Popeye's perfect. All right. That was three days to kill from 2014 directed by Mick G. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at spoiler show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ratpack Productions. Write to us via email. Spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. So it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review and a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list. We'll watch it before any other request. Next week, the epic next chapter in the cinematic monsterverse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another: Godzilla versus King Kong. It's awesome, Ooh. and humanity is in the balance. So, we've already done Kong Skull Island back in the archives. If you want to listen to that, check it out. So, to help you guys prepare for Godzilla vs. Kong, although it seems Cowboy doesn't need any preparing, <laughs> we'll be watching Godzilla, King of the Monsters from 2019. So, this is the it goes Kong, Godzilla, and now this movie that just came out.
2: Which is weird because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, is that right? I've seen Kong Skull Island. Okay. Right? I was preparing for the podcast, and I don't think I was on that podcast. I think I ended up missing it. Is possible? Kong Skull Island. No, I don't know. I remember watching that, but I didn't see the Godzilla one. But I just got HBO. Ah, look at you. And the day it came out, I watched it. And I was just like, uh, was that yesterday?
0: Okay. So now, now you get maybe some more background on Godzilla and his
2: motivations. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I really – yeah, right? I really can't wait till uh, the new Mortal Kombat comes
0: out.
2: Oh, that yes.
0: That is coming out soon, and we will, we'll be doing a movie based around Mortal Kombat. Is, is
2: there a new John Wick coming out, too? Is there? What? I don't Another know.
0: That would be awesome. We did John Wick 1. Did we do 2? I don't know. Uh, oh I feel my God. like
3: you've made me watch at least 3 or 4 of them.
0: Yeah, we, we've watched all of them several times.
2: You can't go wrong with John Wick. You cannot. That is an action movie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: In fact, I kind of wanted
0: to do that one because uh, it's also similar to the the nobody that's coming out with uh, Bob Odenkirk, where it's a, except he's more of an assassin. Uh, it was a weird, it was a weird choice, guys. Anyway, yeah, So watch Godzilla: King of the Monsters for next time. Until then, thanks for hanging out, thanks for watching, uh, and thanks for listening. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm not Annie this time. No, you are not.
3: I am not cowboy.
2: What?
0: And there's a maestro. What's wrong with
2: cowboy. Bye. What? 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 Huh? Huh?